Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. This is the first podcast episode in a series of four parts called Bike Park Basics. We've had a few women reach out to us for advice on bike park how-tos recently, and we wanted to put this together to help those folks, but also in hopes of helping everyone who's looking into getting into riding bike parks. So today, Britt and Becca are helping us break down what to expect on your first day at a bike park, bike rentals, if that's what you're going for, how to read a bike park map, trail safeties, and much, much more. So stick around and let us know what you think in the comments after the episode. Hello and welcome everyone to the Women's MTB Network podcast. I'm Mia and I'm going to be your host. Our podcasts are about sharing information on all things mountain bikes from a woman's perspective. We'll be talking about bikes, components, gear, upcoming events, coaching, and much, much more. Our goal is to connect women from across the globe and inspire folks to ride, regardless of age or skill level. We'll have guests from all over the world with all types of backgrounds and different riding styles. So get comfy and be inspired to ride. All right. Hey, everyone. Today we are joined by uh, Becca and Britt, and we're going to talk about bike park tips, bike park how-tos. You know, both of these ladies are pretty experienced when it comes to doing extreme things in a bike park, bike park setting. And so I'm new to the game and I figured a lot of you are too. So I wanted to put something together for us where we get told some amazing things about bike parks. So, hey, Becca. Hi, Britt. How are you guys? Hi. <laughs> doing good. Good. Ready to get out there. Ready to get back out there in the parks for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's starting to warm up. I don't know about where you're both kind of on the East Coast. Well, I know Becca's definitely on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how's the weather out there, Becca? Um, it's hot right now. It was like in the 70s oh. and 80s today. So a lot of parks are opening up this weekend. Um, Mountain Creek opened within the last week or two. Blue Mountain is opening this weekend. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah, cool. conditions are looking prime. Yay. What about you, Britt? How's it looking over there? Oh, you know, it's a typical spring in the South and it won't stop raining. Um, oh, no. I went for a dreaded jog today just because I can't ride today because it rained. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get any cardio I can right now. Yeah, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I hear that. I hear that. When does park season open for you, Britt? Uh, well, when rocks open year round, so our park season oh. doesn't really, I mean, start or stop if you go to that park. That's uh, so awesome. That's yeah, awesome. the closest park to me is open year round also. So I'm very fortunate. <laughs> That's so That's great. Cool. Um, okay, well, let's get into this. I'm going to use me as the dummy to ask you guys all these questions, because like I said, you're the experts here. So we wanted to break this up, and for the viewers, we were going to break this up into a few different parts. And the first one... Um, it's just basically part one, like what to expect on your first day of the bike park. Right. So, um, I'm not sure who wants to go first. What do you guys suggest? What do you, ex what should I expect my first time at a bike park? Hopefully to have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely going to have a great time. And I know we're going to talk a lot about of how to make sure you're prepared to have a great time. Um, I'd say one of the things to make sure you do ahead of time is reserve your lift ticket or your bike park pass, whatever that's going to look like. You want to make sure that you have that set up ahead of time. Oftentimes you can't just show up to the park the day of and get your lift ticket or get your reservation. So definitely look into that ahead of time. 
And the other thing you really want to make sure you do to save you some time and just to review is looking over the liability waiver. That has to be signed before you can begin riding at the bike park. So would you recommend I show up a little early to make, or they might have some on their website, right? Some parks do have it electronically, um, or I know, for example, like at Beach Mountain, they have a QR code that you can take a picture of on your phone and just kind of stand off to the side and fill it out. So you're not like clogging up the line if there's a lot of people trying to check in at once. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. And um, the other thing, I've heard that sometimes you get a wristband, sometimes you get a pass that goes on your bike. How does that work? Is that a thing? Yeah, most parks that I've been to, um, especially if it's like a shuttle access and not necessarily a ski lift access, you just get a wristband, like the same kind you would get to go to like a bar or something. Right, right. Um, But yeah, I definitely know the first time that I went to Beach Mountain, they give you this big sticker that's like this long um, and you have to put it on your handlebars. Mm -hmm. Uh, or you can put it like around your cables and I just did not know how to put that thing on. And it was my <laughs> first time at a ski access park. And I'm like looking at all the people, like, how do I do this? I'm just going to do what everybody else does. <laughs> That's I've seen a couple different things. So I've seen, um, the wristbands. I know that mountain Creek uses a wristband. Um, I know that blue mountain and thunder mountain use, um, like an actual, mm-hmm. it almost looks like a credit card, like a pass that you could put either in your pants or, or wherever that you have to scan. Um, it's, it's like a snowboard like, lift ticket um, thingy. Yeah. Like a tra- like a transit, like you're going through the yeah, transit yeah. with like the bars, right? So you like, you scan it and like, if it's in mm-hmm. your pocket, you like lift up your hip and it's like, and like, then it opens up okay. the, the gates or whatever. So, and then I've also seen at um, Bryce Mountain, uh, uh, Bryce Bike Park down in Virginia, they have like a ticket mm-hmm. that hangs off the mm-hmm. back of your saddle. So there are different ways that okay. they are going to like scan you and, you know. So if I don't there. have a bike, I know these places rent out, right? A lot of them rent things. I know it must be extra. But do you know if the bike parks have like the, all the gear you need as well to rent out? Most should. Yeah, like pads, helmets, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, I would say def- definitely a full face. Most of them do. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I think that um, most of the fully outfitted bike parks, the ones, if they have a rental shop, from my understanding is that they usually will have protections mm-hmm. to also rent as well. And I think that's something to look into in advance is what, what kind of equipment, what kind, type of gear right. do you need? Full face is always recommended for sure. Um, gear. But most of the time they do have that, but it is something you want to look okay. into in advance because they do sell out. Um, so it's something that you have to make a reservation for in advance. You never know what other yeah, events are point. going on that weekend that might make a, yeah. like add to like a factor to limit That's a great their availability. Point. But um, something to look into. So even if you're not sure, if you want to make the full commitment, like you just want to try out downhill, you want to see what cool. it's about. See if the place that you're wanting to ride has that as an option to rent a bike, rent equipment, rent a helmet. That's even a good option for people that don't have um, what some would call a bike park appropriate bike. Mm -hmm. So like I know that I've been told early Mm -hmm. on when I really wanted to start doing some downhill, it's like, well, you have a trail bike. You can't go on this park because X, Y, and Z reason, right? So 
I guess if you go to a park, they, they would have a bike that's decently appropriate with travel um, mm-hmm. for someone to rent out. Now, I will chime in here and say I've gone to one bike park in California, and I had ladies riding trail bikes on there because we weren't doing any jumps. We weren't doing like anything super strenuous, right? So mm-hmm. I think we're going to get into that in a second. But what bike do you, I mean, we've done bike checks on both your bikes. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> we've well, done I just got a new bike. bike. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to do another one. That's right. You yeah. did. You got a downhill That's bike. Awesome. You got a downhill. I finally got a dedicated downhill bike and it is so much fun. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about that later for sure. Um, <laughs> but awesome. so what kind of bikes do you guys take to the park? Like what would you recommend? I mean, I think honestly, if you have a trail bike with like even like 150 millimeters of travel, like that's enough to get you on beginner trails at most parks. Um, In the front, you mean, right? Yeah. I mean, I rode, when I first started going to parks, my first ever shuttle park was Windrock and I took my stump jumper and it had 150 and it was fine. Um, And then I got the Juliana Rubion. I rode that at parks. I raced downhill on that in the single crown category for a year. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I've seen guys on hardtails at bike parks, so it's, it is possible. I'm not saying it's going to be comfortable, but it is possible if you really want to get out there. Um, it's just, it might limit some of the trails you're going to do or some of the features you're going to feel comfortable on. So to have kind of the most bang for your buck, having a little bit more travel would make the day more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think what's important is to know, what, what, what do you have? Like, what bike do you currently have? And what are your goals? And if you're not sure, take your bike to the bike shop that you're comfortable working in and say, Hey, I'm thinking about taking this bike to whatever X bike park. And hopefully if you have like a good relationship with that shop, they can let you know, like, yes, this would be great. Okay. Let's make sure, you know, Mm -hmm. your brakes are tuned up. Very, very important. Make sure that you have very good working brakes when you go to a bike park. Um, but if you're not sure, you know, what's great is that there's usually a bike shop. If they, if they have a bike rentals available at these bike parks, there's, there's a bike shop nice. usually associated mm-hmm. with them. And if you're, if you're kind of wondering like which way you should go, should you bring yours? Should you rent? Calling that bike shop is always an option and they are available as a resource. Um, I know a lot of people that have really nice trail bikes that they intentionally, that would be fine. They would be 100% fine Mm -hmm. to ride at a park, but they choose not to bring them just for the risk factor of like damaging them or denting them or, you know, there's a lot more risk involved in terms of how it's going to affect your bike. So I know people that only go to bike parks and rent and they're experienced riders. So there are options out there. And I think it kind of depends on just what your intentions are, what your goals are, um, knowing what you have. Yeah, that too. That too, because renting at a bike park is usually going to cost you upwards of eighty oh my to hundred dollars. Yeah, in or addition, in a park even in more. addition, <laughs> right? And that's in addition to the wow. lift ticket. So that's something definitely to consider. Um, cost. Okay. Okay. What it, what impact it might have on your own bike? So, but there are options out there, and there are good resources and of how to get in. Okay, and so I I feel like the biggest limiting factor for like your own personal bike is do you or do you not have a dropper post? Like, if you don't have a dropper post, you're not gonna mm-hmm. have a comfortable ride at a downhill park. Yeah, and that's just yeah, for safety sh- reasons too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. A dropper post is key. I never mm-hmm. knew of one until about three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I really started doing writing. That's when I learned what a dropper post was. That's a really good point. Um, so I've I've also heard that there's a couple different ways, a couple different ways to actually get to the top of the mountain. So here in Southern California, all the parks are like a lift. But I was actually just watching a video today um, from some guy, and it was like a shuttle, like mm-hmm. a truck you just That's put your bike to the back and the they south. show you to the top <laughs> so uh, you guys have both experienced that most of the parks in the south are shuttle access um, oh really yeah i actually heard recently from one of the parks that does have shuttles that adding a ski lift is like over a million dollars like if it's not a ski resort already that's a huge investment mm-hmm. dang um, so shuttles you know you get some trucks you get some you know purpose-made shuttles built that can transport the bikes that's a lot less expensive i would imagine yeah for um, sure yeah <laughs> oh absolutely the the parks on the east coast we only have one dedicated bike park um that's highland and they have Mm. a lift their lift access because they are the only like solely dedicated bike park that doesn't do ski snow or anything like that all the other major parks on the east coast are ski Mm -hmm. resorts in the in the winter so they do snow sports and everything in the winter so they're utilizing those lifts during the summer months um but every lift is different and it's a challenge. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to get yourself prepared of what that lift is going to look like ahead of time, but kind of watch people and see what you're in for, how you're getting your bike on whatever the devices that's getting you on that mountain. Something, something for sure to take, um, to take advantage of just paying attention to that. Cause my first time at Creek, you, you're on a little gondola. So you're on this little standing room only. Yeah. Like, yeah just lifting you up and you've got to bring your bike up this way and roll it on into into that versus Mm -hmm. a tray like versus other parks that have like this tray that you sit it on so it's nothing that you can truly like prepare for ahead of time but it is something just to kind of yeah i'm gonna also put little videos of what you guys are referring to like here's the shuttle with the truck Mm -hmm. and here's one like with Mm -hmm. the tray or where you put the bike in um what was the other one you said becca was like a tray and a what Oh, the gondola. The gondola. A tr- a tray and a gondola. And I have, um, I've had some experiences, man, with trying to get myself like onto those things. I think I, I, uh, almost, almost like broke the lift, broke the tray when I was at Thunder. They had to like hit the emergency stop button. I couldn't get my bike on in time. The pedal got stuck underneath. I think we've all had, the and it was like this, like, had to be <laughs> right and like I don't you know it's just kind of one of those things that's like it's okay if it happens they have these safety <laughs> things in place for a reason but I mean I felt I was like of course this is happening to me and <laughs> like this alarming blaring noise it stops the whole everyone lift knows. and so they gotta come out and you know everyone knows this one this girl doesn't know how to get her bike on a lift we've all done it. regardless yeah, we've all done it it's it's all yeah. part of the process it well, is all i will part of the report process. back if that happens to me and you know becca and i are gonna meet up yeah you yeah. should come right you should come meet up with us at the end of august at thunderfoot yeah. mountain and the three of us should ride mm-hmm. we'll see how i so do with that. Mm-hmm. um okay that's why so. i like shuttles better honestly because either like with the lift it's 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 always moving like you have to yeah. get on or they have to stop it yep. for everyone you yeah. have to yeah so with a shuttle yep 
I can't, you know, I'm sure the shuttles, I'm 5'1". It takes me a minute to like hoist my bike up and like get the front wheel in the tray. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there's no like time pressure with a shuttle. So that's nice. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. true. Okay. Good to know. That's good true. to know. Um, okay. So the other thing I noticed is everything is marked with like, as if it's a ski resort, right? Like it's green, blue, black, double black. Mm-hmm. I see, I've seen on trail floors, there's like a red for like mm-hmm. extreme. Does that, do you see that at bike parks too? Like for, extreme red? Well, for, I know at Windrock, their reds are really like dark blues. Like it's not oh, quite okay. a black yet, but I think some parks might have red categorized differently. Mm. Yeah, so I know at Creek, they go all the way up from green to black to, they do like a red, and then they do this like crazy like black and red checkered on this thing that's like expert only. Like, so I think what's important is to look at the trail maps ahead of time, kind of get an idea of what, what those like color ranking systems look like. So you don't accidentally wind up on a trail that's outside um, your comfort zone. So what is it? Pre-ride, re-ride, free ride is kind of the Mm -hmm. mantra for when you're riding at a park. So like pre-ride, check out the ride ahead of time, give it a nice, slow, easy, like scouting ride, you know, like you're checking out a trail. You don't really, you're not, and then re-ride. Okay. Try it again. And then free ride when you're just going to go like all out and open yeah. it up. So it's, it's really about being safe and um, knowing what type of trail you're getting onto, but um, ask people, ask other people that are there. I think that's always important depending on the park or depending on where you are. Sometimes they have trail crew members that are on the mountain. I know blue mountain has that where they have people that are there like working to help kind of guide you and tell you where to mm-hmm. go ride or look for someone that knows what they're doing. Say, Hey, yeah. I'm new here. What do you think? What do you suggest that I, that I try out? Because, you know, safety is really important. A hundred percent. So it's interesting, Britt, that you're saying it's a little bit different um, in terms of like the most extreme ones. But mm-hmm. I think like Becca was saying, it's all, it's all about preparation, right? It's like what yeah. to do when preparing for safety yeah. when you get there. Yeah. And something to think about too, that like I, even though I go to parks all the time, I always forget you don't get a warm up at a bike park. There's no climb up. There's no flat trail mm-hmm. warm up. You just ride up on a truck or a ski lift and then you drop in. And so you really mm-hmm. like you can be very calm and chill and like really just check it out your first few runs because it what's the worst that's going to happen? Like you run out of time for the day, you know, you're not yeah. going to get as tired because you're not climbing thousands of feet mm-hmm. to get back to the top. So right. you can, you can definitely mm-hmm. kind of take your time and learn the trails a little more. Um, but yeah, every time I go to a park, I drop in on my first run and halfway down, I'm like, why am I going this hard? Like, this is a warm up, bro. <laughs> right. Maybe because right. you just get so excited. Right? I, yeah. like, I'm here. <laughs> I feel that's what Becca's going to do when she starts going back to riding parks. Oh, I know. When I first get out there, it's just going to be like, okay, I've just had nine months off. Sure, <laughs> goodbye. But it is important though. And I think the other thing that's important in this, I didn't realize this until I started to go to multiple parks is that what is a green or a blue at one trail system might mm-hmm. not be a green or a blue at another trail system, oh, yeah. like yeah. speaking. Like when they rate when they rate these, it's all relative mm-hmm. to like kind of that mountain yeah. to that trail system. So you might be able to like max out 
your blues, your blacks, whatever at your local systems. But then when you go to a bike park, start Mm -hmm. easy, just start lesser than you think, because that rating system might be completely different. Yeah, that's good. Um, I know that was a big learning curve for me was like, oh, wow, this is way out of my league from what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, So just another kind of piece out there, just because you can master all the blues and whatever at your local trail might not mean the same thing when you're at a, when you're Yeah, that's really good advice. That's really good advice. And also some parks, you know, like where I live, everything is like hand cut, it's rooty, it's rocky. So the, like when I start going to parks, you know, they'll, they'll have green tech trails or green jump trails. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to jump because I don't have that where I live. And so for me, those were really hard at first, Um, but usually Mm -hmm. parks do a pretty good job of labeling which one's a tech trail or more of like a flow or jump trail. Um, For example, I went to Whistler last year and they have like a whole trail matrix of like, this is the progression you go in. If you want to do jump trails, this is the progression if you want Mm -hmm. to do tech trails. And so, yeah, even Mm -hmm. the difference between a green or a blue, you know, like, let's say I want to do a blue trail. Yeah. A tech trail versus a jump trail for me are going to feel very different just because I'm more comfortable on one than the other. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, right. Some people are more skilled with tech. Some people have mm-hmm. no skill with tech at mm-hmm. all. Um, so yeah, that's another mm-hmm. big one. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that one out. God, I got to look for that too. So much to think about, <laughs> which is why preparing is it so is, important. It right? is. That's why preparing. Okay. So one last thing, cause guys, we're going to do this in a few different parts. So this is just like the first thing to prepare as you're going into the bike park. The other thing um, I noted that Becca had had told me about offline in a different time was to make sure you have the trail rescue phone number. How do you guys find that? Yes. So usually um, it's available on the website um, or it's available on the trail map. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a trail map um, either usually kind of by like the major hub of, of where the majority of people are. Um, it's usually a very big, like almost billboard, not billboard, but you know, very large map that looks like a ski map, yeah. but it's, it's all your, your trail systems. Um, there should be that number there, okay. but if you're not sure, whenever you're checking in and getting your pass, getting your information, you can always get it from those people as well. Enter it into your phone, program it into your phone. Just have it there, yeah. have it readily available because when you need it and hopefully you yeah. don't, hopefully you never hopefully you need, need it. it. But when you do, you don't want to be searching yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, So the last thing here we're going to talk about, and we're going to do a part two of this, uh, hopefully in the next week or so, is the gear. So what do I need to show up with when I go to the bike park? Not, I mean, obviously a bike, but you know. <laughs> I would first check and see if the park requires a full face, because some do. So if uh-huh. you don't have one, that might be a situation where you need to rent one. Um, okay. So that would that would be definitely like starting point. Wait, so some parks don't require full face helmets? Mm-mm. Oh, some don't. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's <laughs> my parks, yeah, my parks I don't think require it. They recommend mm-hmm. it, but um it's not required. Okay. It's not required. People. And I see and I do see plenty, I do see plenty of people and my first my first time or two was not in a full face mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready to make that purchase. I wasn't ready yeah, to there's like, that. make that jump until I knew kind yeah. of like what I was getting into yeah. and what I, what I yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so that could, but, so that's, that's something to kind of consider is like, think about your skill level, think about what your goals are for the park. Um, 
be aware of that. Usually the places have them available to rent and renting a, a helmet is much cheaper than renting a bike. That's what I was going to say. So mm-hmm. that is an option. An option would be to rent it if you don't know. Okay. So full face mm-hmm. helmet. What else? Yeah. Knee pads. Uh, good protection. Yeah. Knee pads. But e- even if you're not ready to make the full jump into knee pads, elbow pads, chest protector, like there is a lot of ways that go up and up and up the scale in terms of level of protection. I would definitely suggest wearing long sleeves and pants. Mm-hmm. I would no try tank to tops. minimize the <laughs> amount of skin. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Even if it's hot out, even if it's warm, I would minimize the amount of like open skin exposure that you have. Um, because any of that is a, is a possible point of contact yeah. with the earth mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and you don't, you with don't want to make that any worse than it yeah. needs to be. Yeah. And you <laughs> right. are, you're traveling at higher speeds <laughs> at a bike park. So any crash you have by mm-hmm. nature is going to be a little bit more high consequence. Mm-hmm. Okay then. Um, it doesn't have to be look, scary, just things. To no, I know. <laughs> I know. But it is, but you're right. Like I've seen so many crashes lately. Sometimes I just sit there and watch that pink bike Friday fails. Oof. And I'm just like, Oh no, it's wild. <laughs> poor people. It's wild. Yeah. So even if you have, even if what you have is like trail level knee pads mm-hmm. or elbow pads, I, I think that's still a great way to start yeah. and bring that. Nice. Um, so even if it's like knee pads and like higher socks mm-hmm. or a long sleeve shirt, something that's just kind of giving you a little bit more protection should you make contact with the ground, which cool. hopefully you don't. Yeah. But you kind of always want to anticipate for that possibility. Yeah. yeah. And I, All right, I, well, don't, I don't wear elbow pads. <laughs> I just, okay. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> some people, some people wear them. Yeah. Some and some people, yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. wear knee yeah. pads, but yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, um, we're going to go into details of gear in the next section, but I wanted to, before we go, I wanted to ask you both, what tips do you have for first time mountain bikers going to a bike park? I would say just kind of understand what your, what are your goals for that day? You know, and at the end of the day, just really try to make it about having fun. Um, it's going to be intimidating. I think no matter what, no matter what you're kind of going to set yourself out there for, it's going to be intimidating because you're going to see a, a level of riding in the caliber of riders that you don't normally encounter on trails, mm-hmm. but you can be brand new and still have lots of fun. And you're just yeah. as entitled to have fun there being brand new. So try to keep that into perspective. And as long as you make the kind of the preparations leading up to this, yep. There's no reason why you can't just have a great time. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree with all that. And um, like she said, we are entitled to be there no matter your skill level. Um, I mean, I Mm -hmm. still will some days go to parks and just ride green trails all day long and have a blast. Mm -hmm. That's so Um, good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, just go into it. Try not to be intimidated, look around, kind of get a feel for it, get the lay of the land. Um, But at the end of the day, everybody at that park was a beginner and it was, they've all had their first day at a park. So no one is judging, you know, if you load your bike on incorrectly, like it's okay, you'll get it the next time, you know, like we've all been there. Yep. All right. All right. We have all been there. So don't, don't set your expectations like you're supposed to, you know. Yeah 
match up with these these pros these experts mm-hmm. or whatever these people that like know what they're doing you're just as entitled to be there as anyone mm-hmm. else and the goal of riding at these parks is to have fun i mean so the goal of fun. mountain biking is to have fun right it doesn't matter what exactly happens, just have a good time. exactly um you two exactly. are amazing i am so glad that you're both part of of this network that we're trying to get off the ground i really really appreciate it thank you for your time tonight I'm going to have all the info for them um, in the descriptions if you guys want to reach out to either ladies. And um, we will have a part two coming up. So stay tuned for that. Just watch for our Instagram. We're going to have everything launched on there. So for now, thank you both and have a great night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.